0: Welcome everyone to the Butler Live podcast brought to you by Butler Automotive Group in Southern Oregon. I'm Craig Fronick and yes, we're talking about cars, trucks and SUVs every chance we get. Today, we want to discuss and compare the half ton trucks. Ford. Dodge, Chevrolet. We're going to bring them all in. We want to see what data pops its head out. And to help me do that is Aaron Nielsen. He's part of our creative team at Butler Automotive Group. Aaron, good morning, sir. Good morning, Craig. Great to be here. Great to have you in. And buying a truck is absolutely—it's a big deal for the family. For whether you're working, hauling, out, having fun. You know, the size of the cab, what you're going to do with it. Uh, Towing is a big deal. This has been an absolute huge deal with everyone getting out onto the road with campers and SUVs, uh, RVs, uh, whether it's a fifth wheel, uh, whether it's a toy hauler. But a lot of folks have been jumping into a truck and trailer, truck and camper, cab over, camper, the whole gamut for the last year and a half and it's been wild to watch as customers are needing a truck. And it's a matter of quite frankly, how are they gonna find it? We have buried ourselves in data and sheets yeah. and research. We've gotten reports from consumer reports. We've got reports from JD Power. We're trying to be as absolute fair as we possibly can to see what works for folks and Aaron, I think after all of our research, we came to the conclusion that you've got to get into the truck, right?
1: Yeah, you, you do. We, we, that's we, exactly what we talked about because there's so many numbers. It can be confusing, which we've confused, been confused as well. Oh, yeah. Trying to cross-reference, looking online, the data we've seen here on papers. and Until you get in it, and then you can decide for yourself what is it you most need. But that's also why a dealership is helpful too, sitting down with you or someone like that to go, all right, I don't need this. I don't need that. This is what I'm most concerned about. And then you can fine tune which trim you would need most and what features you'd need. But even then, you have to know exactly what you really need it for. Sitting down with someone and going over that because it is confusing. And do I care more about gas mileage? Do I care more about towing? Do I want the power? Do I need the space inside the cabin? Do I need the space in the bed? What am I going to be hauling? Am I going to be hauling anything? Is it just more just I want a truck because I want to be higher and safer and something that's bigger and better and has all those features? Is it more just you want something nice for your butt? I mean, what is it that you need most? That's what you got to figure out first.
0: And Absolutely. So we're going to talk about safety features. We're going to uh, expose some of the miles per gallon, the MPG that uh, Consumer Reports and J.D. Power puts out there. We're also going to talk about towing and payload and all of those issues that are most important to folks. Uh, So, Aaron, the safety features. One thing we saw right out of the shoot is the safety features were not always standard in all of the trucks. They were options in most of the trucks. And it was odd that the F-150, the 2021 F-150, offered the uh, front crash warning, the uh, pedestrian assist and the automatic emergency braking as a standard feature in the F one hundred and fifty. Very interesting. You had to buy that uh, in in the other in the Dodge and the GMC and the Silverado.
1: I think that just kind of that just shows me that what the manufacturer is most concerned about when they're building these trucks. Not to say it's a bad thing because they do you do have options to get these. It's not that. Ram or Chevy, they don't care about safety. It's just that you're going to pay a little bit for it. Because when you do, but when you do add a feature to that, you're talking about wiring, you're talking about maybe a button. or the sensors. Oh, yeah. There's so much that goes into it just as far as a design thing factor when you look at the design team and the tech team to be able to go, okay, how can we fit this in? Where does it go? Can this work? So they've just maybe focused more on power and the towing, maybe more as far as, but you have the safety. you have to pay a little bit for it maybe
0: right and then trim levels it's very interesting to see all of that but on the safety features uh braking you you know uh, airbag situations uh, what the truck offers you know and i i think like we talked about we come full circle the customers have got to go sit in a truck they've got to drive it they really do have to see if the controls because I've got I've got uh, consumer reports talking about well you know modestly acclimated you know what are they you know this article uh, where'd it go the JD power they talk about well you know the RAM uh, you know nicely appointed you know but then they they talked about, Uh, The Consumer Reports, they talk about, this is amazing. Compared with its competition, the Ram 1500 remains a kinder, gentler pickup truck, but in a good way. Uh, Hard to follow. Does that that mean Uh,
1: that it's not as powerful? Does that mean that the seats
0: are more cushy? I mean, what does that mean exactly? The Ram controls continue to be a model of simplicity. You know, okay. Uh, It's interesting. You're talking power plant uh you know it's just here was the safety features all active safety features on the on the DAW, on the Ram 1500 including forward collision warning automatic emergency braking with pedestrian detection and blind spot warning uh, optional we think these three key features should be standard, especially at this price. Wow. According to Consumer Reports, yeah. That's Consumer Reports, written by John Linkoff, July 1, 2021.
1: And again, it kind of just goes back to what is manufacturer's focus. That's where it comes to individual, what is it that you care about most. I mean, if you're, if you're taking your, if you want to get one of these trucks, and you're just going to be on your farm most of the time, it's just you. And you won't care so much about these safety features. You're not going to be around your other cars. You don't care. You want the power and you want to be able to haul well, something and
0: raw, but you don't care. Yeah. No single one else cab, eight foot bed, work truck, right? There we go. It works uh, for me. From Consumer Reports, Uh, John writes, all F-150s come standard with the front collision warning and automatic emergency braking with pedestrian detection. Okay, fine, I get it. And with the GMC and the Chevrolet, they're coming with it as well, and you've got to buy it. So now it's options. So which options do you want? That's ultimately where you have to decide Many of the features on trucks, of course, we've, we're we faced with this issue of trucks simply not being available on the lot for sale. And now the value of pre-owned trucks, those values and prices have, have soared. So it's almost at a point you pay more for a used truck. Why not buy a used truck and have your three-year, 36,000-mile comprehensive warranty in place, have your five-year, 60 powertrain warranty in place?
1: And it's custom to the T of what you need and want.
0: Exactly. Miles per gallon. Interesting what I saw on the MPG. And once again, this is so interesting. When Consumer Reports or J.D. Power or third-party comparison studies are put out there, even the manufacturers are putting out there in a two-wheel drive single-cab truck in related to what their top mileage can be you know 24 25 26 that kind of thing when you dissect it and go okay wait a minute I won't be driving a two wheel drive single cab truck I want to know what the mileage would be in a super crew a four door short bed F150 or the Ram 1500 you know club cab and you you look at it and the mileage the MPG we've got charts that show all the way across
1: because It all depends on your engine for sure. V6, V8, exactly. Once MV, again, it, hybrid, non hybrid, it's all going to be different.
0: Exactly. Very close. The Silverado, the 1500, best I can tell with the 5.3 liter Ecotec V8, 17 overall, 23. On the highway in 19, I'm sorry, 17 in the city, 23 in the highway, 19 overall with the two-wheel drive. And in the four-wheel drive in the city, 16, 22, and 19 overall. So, 19 overall in the four-wheel drive with the 5.3 liter EcoTech V8. Ford, Well, their same. diesel,
1: by the way, That shows that their diesel, their turbo diesel is the best combined 4x4, four four, 26 miles a gallon with the 10-speed.
0: There, for, there, you for go. A Silverado, exactly, and that was you brought up a great point, Aaron. The ten-speed transmission versus the eight-speed transmission. Another choice. The F one hundred and fifty is putting the ten-speed transmission in all of their F one hundred and fifty trucks. The Chevrolet, the GMC, the RAM. They're starting with an eight-speed transmission, and they make the ten-speed an option. The GMC makes it an option in the denali but quite frankly the ram 1500 is not offering a 10-speed transmission and you have the silverado also gives you a 10-speed in what the higher level trim
1: and the v8 and the diesel that's it
0: exactly so once again usability and this is where you'd want to drive a truck and see if that is for you or not
1: do you need those two extra speeds maybe you don't
0: well for, but it coming
1: standard is nice. If it already sure, comes standard, that's obviously I'll take it.
0: For towing, yeah, for for downshifting. And the interesting thing about the 10-speed computer controlled is it might not use every gear in succession. It might jump one, two, three, five, nine, ten, or it will, you know, depending on your drive pattern, and it's trying the truck is trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way? to get the best fuel economy. And especially right now with fuel economy and pricing on fuel, yikes. I
1: think this is never going away. I'm just We're,
0: dealing with gas and the prices
1: of oil and all that. I don't think that's ever going away. When I was in high school, it was, it's under a dollar. You're talking about mid, late nineties. I remember seeing it under a dollar. It was amazing, like 99 cents. Yes. And I think the best I ever saw was under $2. $2. In the last twenty years, I think the best as ever was two dollars, and then it got up towards five and a half, and all that, and whatever. Ten years ago, it's just always going to be fluctuating. So people are always going to have to consider, and I think that's where you get more hybrid electric, which is becoming more of a regular thing now because the gas problem
0: and discussion is never going to go away. Exactly, and you have one little caveat: Ford once again the F one fifty. Hybrid, it's the F 150 3.5 liter EcoBoost Power Boost, they're calling it. They have ratings of 26 miles per gallon in a two wheel drive model and 24 in the four wheel drive model. Running a hybrid truck where you literally, if you're in town, um, lower speeds. You'll be on electric. So that's pretty impressive. And then you've got the F 150 Lightning, the all electric vehicle coming out next year. That'll be very impressive. But with that hybrid, one of the features offered on the F 150 and can be offered on the other F 150 trucks is that pro power onboard, that onboard, on you know, pro power, either uh, two kilowatt, the 2.4 kilowatt, or with the power boost. 7.2 kilowatt, and that was the truck that got the big the big hype on it in Texas when that whole entire power grid, yeah. uh, that freeze came over. Folks didn't have power. The electric grid was shot. The power lines with ice collapsed, and they didn't have any, multiple days without power, and some of the contractors that had the power boost trucks, they figured out a way to hook the truck up to their house, powered the house, 7,200 watts, so that's a, that's a big deal. And we've had customers come in to Butler Ford and say, whoa, I'm very interested in that power boost. How do I get one? Once again, all about the MPG and what you're going to be spending. Okay, towing and payload on trucks. Very interesting. Once again, what are you going to use your truck for? What are your plans? Is it going to be the drift boat? Is it going to be a small camp trailer? Is it going to be a fifth wheel? Are you... With these trucks, quite frankly, all the trucks are pushing towing ratings of eight to ten thousand pounds. The lowest I saw was 80, right eighty one hundred. Right, this is the TRX Ram, Ram. Right, the TRX, and that's more of an off road package. That's why that. Yeah. Toe rating is low yeah. so i get that with, with the suspension and the large tires and everything and the gearing the way it is so
1: you're closer to 10,000 minimum usually anyway outside of that
0: absolutely and there's with properly com- you know now here's this is once again when you look at the data you know the third source consumer reports jd power you have to be careful because they're they're comparing either two wheel drive single cab or you know, super cab truck with properly configured 11,000, 12,000, 13,000, 14,000 pound towing capacity. And you're going, okay, wait a minute. These trucks coming in at 4,700, 4,900, 5,100 pounds dry. How are you going to tow something that's twice as big as you? And everything's fine if you're on level ground, but what about coming down the hill? Going to be a problem.
1: Because these researchers look at ants. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just take it from the ants. Learn from the ants. Let's see what they can do. We can
0: do that with the truck. Exactly. Once again, what are you going to do with the truck? And then are the towing needs within your parameters? I will tell you, Aaron, that we have people bringing in their Chevrolet or their Ram or their Toyota because it's not towing what they want. It wasn't co- properly configured, and one of the things... A perfect example is, is Toyota, what they've done with the Tundra is they've changed the rear end from, say, a 355 or a 331 gear to a 373 or a 410 gear to handle the torque and the tow rating so they can get it up there to that 7,500 or 8,500 pounds. But then the problem is with that rating on the rear end, you're now working the engine harder, which means worse fuel economy. Even the Jeep Gladiator truck, a gentleman brought his truck in, his Jeep Gladiator, brand new, beautiful looking thing. He had it all decked out with extra gear on it, but he put big tires on it. And then we're looking at, wait a minute. When I looked at his rear end specs, he had 410 on the rear end. I was just like going, no wonder your mileage is 13, 14, 15, 16 miles per gallon on the highway. So he was wanting oh, to find out good. what, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> You know, so the towing, once again, you've got to get into the truck. You've got to see what you're going to want to tow. You've got to think ahead. Because maybe you're only going to tow once a year.
1: I mean, like, Yes, I'm going to tow. I need towing. But maybe it's only once a year. For some reason, you do your annual July 4th kind of thing. Camping sure. Trip, and you have to tow a trailer then. Well, you can sacrifice some of that towing because if it's only once a year, you don't need to go full blown because you're going to lose on other things that maybe it'd be better for you. Again, it comes down to just
0: details and individuality. Exactly. I had one customer that, um, they, they decided to go with the F one fifty, uh, 10,000 pounds was fantastic for them. They had an equipment trailer, you know, the trailer weighs empty, 2,500 pounds, you know, dual axle, heavy dump trailer, that type of thing. And they want to load, you know, four or 5,000 pounds with a gravel. Well, there's 7,500 pounds instantly. Right. And they're working, they're hauling tools and, and, and gear and stuff. And they wanted to be able to do that. Well, okay, so they, they optioned for the six-and-a-half-foot bed, with the, and they were thinking, okay, maybe single-cab is fine. And then they looked at the room, and they look at the configuration in the super-cab, you know, the F-150, they realized, well, wait a minute, best towing, best horsepower, best torque is that 3.5 V6, the EcoBoost, you know, twin-turbo. And they look at that, and they go, wow, that's fantastic. And they also encompassed and optioned for the tow mirrors. And now they've got big league mirrors for towing, goes back to safety, their tow levels, and everything's working. In fact, exceptional. I've heard from him. He's he said, Oh my gosh, the backup camera I backed up, it hooked up the brake controller because of the electric brakes on the heavy utility trailer. He said, I didn't even know it's back there. I mean, it was so, so easy. Here's 7,500 pounds and the engine and the transmission working in conjunction with each other. Amazing. And the tow mirrors. In fact, I told you that one story on the big truck. The customer who loves the Dodge, well, the Ram with the Cummins diesel engine in it. And he goes to try it out. He said, well, we'll try a Cummins. We'll try a Ford. You know, it was the mirrors.
1: That, that was the deciding factor. That
0: threw him for a loop. Yeah. He said he said, "Craig, I couldn't believe how bad those mirrors on the Ram 3500 was
1: working here. It was like Dodge Ram, Dodge Ram, and they're like, no, actually, it's just Ram." So, just a little clarification for everybody out there. It's just well, Ram.
0: I struggled and then I had to look it up. Stellantis. Has anyone heard that word? Stellantis. It's S- another t-
1: lost city in the sea. <laughs>
0: I know, and Stellantis, S-T-E-L-L-A-N-T-I-S, Stellantis. That's the company that was formed in 2021, January of 2021, I think. That encompasses it's a it's a multinational French. Oh my gosh! Gee,
1: Renault, Renault, whatever. Peugeot, yeah.
0: Based Ram. in Amsterdam, they now own Ram trucks. They also, it's a conglomerate, Fiat, Chrysler Chrysler Automobiles, and French PSA company, the the Peugeot SA. Wow, when did that happen? I missed that completely. Yeah. So now they own Ram trucks. They own the Ram uh, truck, you know. It is built. Stellantis
1: Ram from now on. <laughs> I want a Stellantis Ram.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Well, you, you just wonder, is that good or bad? I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's, yeah. you know, because... One of the things, we talked about this with safety and everything, quality of components. You're going to have to make your decision. You know, what do these trucks offer? The Chevrolet Silverado, what do they offer in components? You know, GM, GMC, Stellantis, and, you know, Ford.
1: You're talking about the cameras real quick with the towing and the hitch and getting it all hooked up. We have, which you probably see right now, some video of the Ram, because we have one right now around 2500 at Acura and the cameras. We also have a GMC. We have that as well at Ford. And we have, of course, all the F-150s, the backup cameras. They're actually all pretty decent, actually all three, but it still is. And this is just not just working with Ford. The cameras are super clear. I mean, that's one thing, even watching these Bronco videos are just pointing out how great quality these backup cameras are. And you see that, in these f-150s just especially with the 12 inch screen have. well to, which is beautiful. one
0: and i was just going to say one reason that is is ford has updated their communications suite into the sync four technology so it's high definition camera uh voice recognition and they've you've got the eight inch screen i saw where dodge had the five or the eight inch screen ford has the eight inch or the 12 inch screen depending on what trim level you you want to opt into and of course, it's Apple CarPlay, and and you know, well, the RAM has it. Android. The RAM we
1: have right now has the portrait size, so the portrait right. land um, with twelve inch. It's large. It's very yeah. big.
0: Yeah, right. Big. And, you know, it's just and so once again, what features do you like? What features don't work for you? And seating is very important. Uh, having the proper leg room. You know, I have customers that'll come right in and the first thing they do is sit in the second row. You know, and this is once again, comfort and then durability. And it was interesting in the third party reports, they had pros and cons for all of them. Quite frankly, the F-150s won some awards. The Ram 1500 has won uh, some awards. The GMC and the Silverado, they've done well. Then comes the money. What you're getting for for the money and it was interesting would you call it like a lost leader when they start at the lower price but then you've got to add everything you've got to buy the adaptive cruise you've got to buy the leather seats you've got to buy the automatic emergency braking
1: it's kind of it's it's also kind of nice in a way because like with the maverick we 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 dropped that before as well it's kind of like that where you have everything a la carte so in, in a way it's also nice to have that going you can actually fine-tune exactly what will work for you and go, especially if money if money isn't an issue for you, then who cares? But if money is something that you also are looking at to try to fit something, that's where you can fine-tune exactly, okay, I don't really need the leather. I'll go with the cloth or this or that, but I really need to focus on the towing. I'd rather have better miles per gallon I'll do that. So what do I have to do to do that? Maybe I'll go with the hybrid. In that sense, looking at from a customer standpoint, that's also kind of nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, it boils down to what do you want to pay for your durability and then manufacturing warranty on everything. But if, what- you're,
1: if you're just going along with that, actually coincide, if your base point without adding anything is already pretty high, then that's not fun. If you start pretty low and then everything, then that's fine. But if your standard, whatever you're starting with, your base model, is already pretty high, then no thank you. I don't want to do the a la carte thing.
0: Well, absolutely. One thing I I found, this is something that customers are going to have to figure out for themselves. I don't know why Ram did this, but they're the only truck in this 1500 series with coil spring rear suspension. I looked at that I went oh interesting
1: and everybody out there I figured coil spring was standard and always always coil spring what you normally see when it springs are exposed in suspension just that like a helix kind of almost a DNA helix that swirls up I figured that was all suspension that goes to show you and tell people out there how much I know about cars I figured that was always the same right. suspension I didn't know there right. was another thing which you're going well, to Well and
0: you just talked about interior and uh th- and we're talking about pricing this Article, Consumer Reports, buyers may be shocked that the optional seats in our more than $50,000 Bighorn crew cab were cloth and not leather. In addition, the seats themselves looked fairly low rent and were on the squishy side. On the bright side, the driver's seat, fully power adjustable, optional on the safety features. As far as the interior, with this customer that picked out this XLT, which is the mid-level trim in the F-150, it came with the sport cloth. They were very impressed, but he goes, well, I really like the leather. Maybe I'll get aftermarket cat skin seat covers or something like that. Didn't want to go to the uh, Lariat, but guess what? He's to a point where I said, well, maybe I'll try this for a while see how it works. He loves it. You've got heated seats. You've got the 12-inch screen. You've got all of those features. Now it's a matter of he can do it whenever he wants, but he's not doing it right now.
1: So. Sometimes, if you're thinking about those, again, it's just... Nice. We are going to make people sick about saying that, but just where it just comes so personal for you, is it might if, if the price isn't isn't something you're looking at, it may not be worth it to not get something and then add it later. Where are you talking about the seat covers? Yeah, just get the things with it. Get the lariat. Get the leather with it, and come some other great things instead of add it later because it could end up costing you more in the
0: end. Just get it now. Get be comfortable now. Exactly. Interesting on payload and towing. Here are some numbers on performance specs, and we found from the Toyota Tundra, where did you find their—oh, we had EPA. We did not have their payload. Payload
1: is everybody right there at the bottom. Okay, there it is. separate the 4x2 and the 4x4. The four, four, yeah, four, so
0: all 4x4 four four trucks, Toyota Tundra, 1,630 pounds, in the Ram 1500 Classic, 1,740 pounds, In the Ram, 1,500, 1,940 pounds. In the GMC Sierra, 2,150 pounds. In the Chevrolet Silverado, 1,500, 2,180 pounds. But in the F-150, 3,050 pounds. That's all four-wheel drive.
1: 900 more pounds.
0: Oh, yeah. And if in a two-wheel drive truck, max payload rating, 3,325. Now, in all of those, you would have to make sure that your payload... The truck is configured properly, but that's on the payload. And then towing, you know, once again, they're, they're up over 9,000, 10,000 pounds. And then if they're properly configured, they'll go to 11, 12, 13, 14,000 pounds. Uh, I did see where the Dodge, I think, in uh, the Ram, excuse me, the Stellantis Ram, the Ram <laughs> you have to have that configured properly. And even Ford in their specs does that as well. The single cab, two wheel drive, now all of a sudden you're up over 13,000. But with the max trailer tow package in the F-150, you're at 11,200 pounds. If that's really what you want, boils down to what are you going to do and when are you going to cross over and step into a larger truck? Either go with a diesel power plant in the Super Duty, in the Ford 250 or the F-350, or if you're going to go into the 2500 or 3500, either in the Silverado series, or in the Ram 2500 or 3500. And really just boils down to, once again, you'd want to get into these trucks and drive them, what diesel engine partnered with what transmission you would want. Because there is a definite difference between the transmissions that go behind either the Cummins or the Duramax or the Power Stroke. It is a process. I think it's a fun process for folks who are wanting a truck, but you've got to be, you know, buyers beware. You've got to do your research. And then the last final piece is to get into the truck, drive it, try your braking, put yourself through a braking test, get out onto the freeway and see what it does for you. How it's, how quiet it is. Is it comfortable? You know, is it comfortable for your passengers? Those questions are very real, especially when you're spending fifty or $60,000 on a new pickup truck.
1: Because if you, at the braking of course, because if you are towing something, you have 10,000 pounds behind you. I'd want to be pretty confident in those brakes and feel that. And one other thing I just want to point out real quick is the size, because just generally the size of these, they're very similar. Just comparing the Ram to the F-150, they're almost the same exact width, just about two inches different, and the height on them. Is only point one third of an inch different. You're right. So the size that's not even an issue. You're going to be almost the same thing where you're trying to fit and park and worrying about that. Again, it's just what do you really want and need? And it's funny, Consumer Reports didn't recommend any of them. What's up with that? No, what's they, up with they, that?
0: They didn't. And they, you know, you talk about the heights, you know, getting into the truck, the power running boards versus the step boards versus yeah. all of that. It's an active shopper's experience and good luck, uh, everyone. Oh, <laughs> good luck. Well, But it's a truck, it's fun. And buying a truck that will hold its value. Yeah, you can do it. All right, everyone, that calls it for the Butler Live podcast this week. From Craig and from Aaron, thanks everybody for listening. Find us at butlerlive at butlerman.com. You can also go to butlerford.com. Whatever you need, we're here for you. Thanks for listening, we love what we do. We'll see you next time on the Butler Live Podcast.